Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, the Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake. Chris. Ames. And we have a special guest. Pat. Hi, Pat. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thanks. Uh, It's Pat. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. We're already scaring our guest away. Moving swiftly onward. We are here tonight for episode 115. And uh, in a total change of pace, today we're going to discuss two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. What were we thinking? I know. The per- yeah, especially with these episodes. Uh, <laughs> those episodes will be The Perfect Mate and Imaginary Friend. Double. In The Perfect Mate, the... Oh, is that how it's spelled? Because I always think it sounded like someone who was from Croatia. Oh, no, it was Creosian. Creosians. All right, so the Creosians are trying to make peace between themselves and the Valtese. You know, like the the Valtese Falcon. Sadly, no Humphrey Bogart. But basically, they're trying to make peace. And to do that, they're going to have some new trade agreements. But also, they're going to hand over the first metamorph in over 100 years born on Creos or whatever. She's the first one in seven generations in over 100 years. I don't feel like the generations work out there unless they, like, get pregnant when they're really young. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is... Well, it's like um, over 100 years, right? So it could be any number. Well, yeah, but like for seven generations, you feel like it would be almost 200 years, wouldn't it? Because most doesn't... Mo- don't... Don't... Well, this episode's bad enough without bringing math into the it. The more we talk on. about math, no, no. the less we have to talk about the episode. <laughs> hey, listen, you just got here. You don't get to shush me during this summary. I didn't shush you. I agreed with him. I'll have you thrown out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll just stay. Uh, well, it is her house. Fuck. Back. Anyway, so yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna sell out this empathic metamorph to this crusty old dick face who cares more about trade agreements than he does about this perfect mate. What makes her the perfect mate, you might ask? Well, she gets hot. She is hot, but also she basically derives pleasure by finding out the way to help her partner in question derive the most pleasure. And currently she is in the third stage of metamorphic evolution and basically at the end of that third stage she will have to settle on her mate and become the best woman for him we guess obviously she wants to fuck everyone on the ship because being in this third stage of metamorphic evolution pon far whatever she's uh releasing lots of pheromones and just basically wants to fuck her way through everything not unlike tasha yar (laughs) I was thinking Mama Troy when she was going through menopause. So for me, it was like, wow, and Data's her chaperone? Forget all these other guys. It's just bone down with Data. He's programmed in many, many, many different, you know, styles of pleasure, whatever the fuck. What kind of? But then there's the whole no emotional connection. Butt stuff. She doesn't want an emotional connection. She needs one. She was ready to, yeah, but she was ready to bone down with like three fucking hairy wolfmen and ten forward. And Riker. (laughs) <laughs> rim shot yeah um, but anytime Riker's in a room alone with any woman something goes off not this down. not yeah. this time though but I mean, we need to talk about that later because 
I just, all right, anyway, the point is, anyway, is so this perfect mate who will become whatever you need her to be is on board, going to meet her boyfriend and future husband, and naturally she falls, like, head over heels in love with Mary Sue, aka Patrick Stewart, and he somehow, through his sheer force of will, is able to withstand her charms, even though, like, everybody else on the ship is ready to, like, tear themselves limb from limb to bang her. So, of course, their love cannot be... Even when Patrick Stewart's, you know, willpower is tested, when the uh, ambassador to the Creosian people who is there to deliver her and, you know, negotiate peace, even after he is fucking power slammed through a glass table by a couple of fucking Ferengi God, stooges. Fucking Ferengi. Uh, so bad. So Picard has to learn all of the... All of xylophone the, music. Yeah, the xylophone, and uh, he needs to learn how to read the Torah in Hebrew. <laughs> She helps him with his playing and his pronunciation. He still manages to keep it in his pants. I'm looking at you, Riker. No, who also managed to keep it in his pants, actually? Barely. It was peeking out the top. Well, but to be fair, she also, like, full-on Frenched him, like, twice. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, for him... grabbing thing going on. For him, that was pretty serious. Yeah, it almost looked like she was giving him umaks. That's what it, <laughs> Maybe she could sense the Ferengi pining after that's her in the next room, and she's like, oh, Maybe. it looks like he likes umox. That's what it looks like. This is the best umox. I've never had umox like this. <laughs> anyway, she marries the other guy that doesn't care about her, and the world is makes, makes sense again. And I have sky. touched the sky. Yes. Uh, it was also terrible. I don't know if I mentioned. Speaking of terrible things, imaginary friend... Ugh. Clara Sutter is a newish addition to the um, Enterprise civilian population, and she has an imaginary friend named Isabella. And because of her imaginary friend, her father, who even though he's living in the 24th century, apparently has never heard that imaginary friends are pretty normal shit for kids, sends her to see Counselor Troy, who's like, hi, memo from the 24th century, you fucking idiot, this is pretty normal for kids. Even for Guinan. Guinan had an imaginary friend. Yeah, but I f- you sort of feel like Guinan could like will it into actual sentience, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Somehow. But Guinan is also what, 200 years old or something like that? Oh, I, I don't know. Possibly More than older. that. Older. So then you're She's talking, older than that. So then you're talking previous century, so maybe, you know. I don't know. It was a galaxy far, far away long ago. Anyway, a little, what looks like a LED lit Christmas light on a fish pole shows up and starts flying through shit and getting to know how it works, including flying through Clara's head, which she doesn't even fucking notice, which, I mean, that's... She doesn't seem that bright. No. no. Well, so Isabella manifests from this space ornament. Ghost. Isabella Ghost and her ghosts. resting bitch face manifest. Dude, really? What is she, like, eight years old? I've never seen an angrier-looking child in my whole fucking life. I feel like there's a Golden Girls episode where Rose is telling the story about this, like, neighbor who always had, like, a resting bitch face, and they all thought she was a witch, but it turned out she had no control of her facial muscles. So then the kids felt really bad. That's when um, you wear a mask. I feel <laughs> like... <laughs> That's when you become the Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> apparently, according to Ames. But anyway, so Isabella becomes real, but it's not really Isabella. It's this space light thing, and she and uh, Clara are having a fine old time until Clara's like, you're getting me in trouble, asshole. I'm not supposed to be on the bridge and intend forward. Jeez. And the ghost's like, well, I don't fucking like you anymore, bitch, and I hope when they get here, they kill you. And she's like, oh, no. And it turns out that the light isn't on its own, but the day is saved when Clara realizes, like, maybe I just hurt its feelings, and if I tell it that I still love it, it won't kill us, and uh, that works, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I is don't that know basically either. it? That's all. That's all I got. Yeah, I got nothing yeah. else. 
So long, everyone. Which for me is pretty succinct. Yeah, really. We should just call it quits now. (laughs) We've said everything important. Perfect Mate is one of the worst episodes in a long time. Earlier. I don't know what they were trying to say about women. Um... It was bad. That the the female well, definitely metamorph- they were all liars, and once we get them married, we turn into someone else completely. The Ooh. female metamorph is like the incel dream. It's like she'll become whatever I want her to. <laughs> she'll like my video games. <laughs> what's What's really sad is like you could have had you could have had an interesting story about this poor woman who like they realize is like. Oh, she's got this weird, rare for women, because they do mention an offhand way yeah, that like, male metamorphs are common. Well, wait yeah. a minute. What if this other guy would have been just as happy with a male metamorph? Right, they just mm-hmm. assumed. Yeah. But Not maybe that's the reason. If he wanted a man, would she have to turn into a man? I mean, it says she can become whatever he wants. You think that means she just spontaneously... Mm-hmm. But I mean, point, he, he, he did seem more interested. He did say he was more interested in the trade agreements. Maybe that's why. Maybe wow. he's like, he'd rather do it. She'd, she'd have to become a trade agreement. Yeah. She, as soon as she gets there, she turns into a piece of paper. <laughs> and he just uses it. To, anyway. Oh, I mean, no. Really gets some Jergens out and uses her to spank it, does he? Whoa. So, uh... Sorry, Jesus. space jerk. So instead of, you know, you could have had this story about this woman who's, you know, taken from her home at a super early age, yeah. lives this bizarre life, is convinced through basically just brainwashing that she wants all of this. I don't even know if it's brainwashing because it's in her, her DNA. They yeah. told her that, mm. yes, but I kind of wonder if she hadn't been trained her whole life to believe that, would she have... I think I like your idea for a, for a possible episode. I think we should do it, and I think we should call it Ilan of Troyes. Mm-hmm. Or the Dauphin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is good. You know, why are we also up on our fucking high horses about arranged marriages, too, all of a sudden? Well, Crusher, he, Crusher had so many high horses. I mean, I, oh, oh my god. I think it's less, next week is even worse. I feel like it's somewhat less the whole... Like, I think that the, the, the arranged marriage thing would have seemed less bad if they hadn't been keeping her secretly in a pod. And then once she was discovered, said, don't leave quarters. Yeah, like, they made it weird. That yeah, they were everyone else's protection. Well, yeah, also, the pod thing to... was there was a timeline. She only had so much time to yeah, make But still, it's, they were very shady about it. And then fucking Jean-Luc hiding behind the Prime Directive again. It's like, look, Johnny, <laughs> I get... Uh, Johnny. That, yes. Johnny. Uh, en français. Oh. Oh. Dead language. It's a dead language. I get That's that, right. like, Sorry. telling them they can't do this would violate the Prime Directive, but you could totally be like, but Starfleet and the Federation ain't gonna be a party to this weird bullshit. We're turning around. You get yourself a different ride. But Why whatever. Why would they be part of the weird bullshit? Because it looked like human trafficking, which the They've Federation... they done that many show. times. I mean, that's the thing. They're not supposed to get part of the bullshit, but they're always part of the bullshit yeah. as part of the plot. Yeah, until they're, you know, they want to cower behind the Prime Directive. But, um... Hell, Troy was in an arranged marriage. That's true. But she wasn't human trafficked. Yeah. That's the they, issue, is the human came, trafficking. They came to her. That was fine. Yeah, again, I don't get so much the arranged marriage as it is the human trafficking and raised to be a sex slave, essentially. And the, yeah, well, she calls her, like, a prostitute. I'm like, I That's see what you're saying, but not quite. So anyway, my whole thing is, like, rather than being about her and her plight, you know, like, even at the end, it's like, it's not sad that she's never going to be know. happy. I hated her. I wanted her to be miserable. Oh, I liked her. So the story was maybe she will be happy. That's the whole point. Well, no, except... No, she won't, because she imprints on Jean-Luc before she leaves. 
So she's for Jean-Luc now. Jake, did you, yes. did you fall asleep before the end of the episode? I must have missed that part. Pull a Caitlin. He was busy fapping because Famke, Famke Jansken is, is so hot. Dude, I she was hot, right? She imprinted on Picard? I didn't get that. Yeah, she yeah, said she that said at the end. You're very I did, To be fair, the first time I watched it, I was also lulled into a drowse. It was the second time I watched it that I caught it. Uh, You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, she, you watched it two up twice? Okay, because... He was a late addition. He had seen every episode oh, except okay, that okay, one, okay. so we plopped you had, that. You had to circle on. back around. But yes, no. At the very end, had to she's like, "Jerk around, exactly." <laughs> I mean, it's appropriate for the episode. She's like, "I'll never be happy. I've imprinted on you." But the thing is, rather than being sad that she's now going to be sad, the story wants us to be sad that Jean Luc is going to be sad. Yeah, and it's like, no, that's that's the wrong person to be focusing on. Jesus Christ! So know, is I, so well, sad. Well, it wasn't her fault that she had so many. Smells. Yeah, it was the writers of this episode's fault. Yeah, they, wrote, no, they wrote a bad idea. A terrible, basically, oh, yeah. terrible, is basically terrible what happened. episode. Like, like, it was really, really hard for me to sympathize with her, even though, you know, yes, she was human trafficked. Yes, she was basically forced gonna to... Out. I'm going to find out who wrote this episode. Yeah, have fun. An asshole. Uh, yeah, some oh, no, they, I, I wrote down who wrote this episode because they used a pseudonym in pro- protest against rewrites. Oh. <laughs> they used a pseudonym, you know, because they didn't want anyone to know who the fuck the question wrote. question is, did the rewrites make it better or worse? Yes. Who knows? But no, well, I had a trouble sympathizing with her because, you know, as you see no, her... No, it's Rene Ekavara. He's, uh, he's a normal... Well, we know that oh, now. Oh, and Gary Percant. Yeah, that's the that's the pseudonym. Oh, okay. it's the pseudonym for another writer. Another writer. Not so. Oh, a friend, Renee was okay. A friend with this. of Michael Pillar, who apparently was not happy at all. Oh. But anyway, as I keep trying to start saying and to, and keep getting lost in who wrote this episode, as she's parading around the ship and making googly eyes at every single man she sees. As if she doesn't realize that, you know, there's one man that she's supposed to imprint on and she should probably not be making googly eyes at every single man she sees or putting her tongue down Riker's throat or her hand down John Luke's pants. Uh, he wears like, like one piece, not pants. Like it made me really question like, no, what, what on earth out. is her role? Oh, a sweater. Yeah. I don't understand her role. Well, that, and again, that's the problem. It's like, you don't sympathize with her in part because it's written so badly. Because mm-hmm. the writers, again, didn't understand that she was their focus. <laughs> Wait, but it sounds so. It sounds like she didn't have any choice but to start doing that as long as someone was interested. It sounds like her natural body's yeah, reaction. She, she knows she is for Chancellor Chancellor Ulrich. Yeah, but I so, see. I but I feel like I would be do the same way. She's got a stay of execution. She's got three days in which to plow her way through the starship until she's stuck with this fucking guy who she doesn't even get to kick the tires on first. I would absolutely fuck my way through that ship if I was her. But yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like that's not part of the peace treaty agreement. No, but I, honestly, I think it, it's got to be some genetic thing where she's even got the pheromones. The men are attracted. She's got to have some other biological something. Yeah, it's basically it is Alana Troyes yeah. again yeah. because her, her uh, this was a TOS episode yeah. and her tears made you fall in love with her. Unless yeah. you're Kirk and you're in love with your oh, ship. Oh God, yeah, that and episode was that the one where he's like threatened to spank her or something. Oh was yeah, that, that there episode? was a spanking. Yeah. That's right, I forgot. Also, about her that. her that's necklace of. Worthless rocks turns out to be dilithium that saves the day. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was that episode. was that was like what I couldn't stop thinking about that episode during during this episode because like that's just yeah I was thinking of the dolphin but yeah that's another good point. So I should mention so the so not the pseudonym guy but but the other Echeveria Echeveria uh, he he gets better he he writes some on uh, on DS nine uh, and he gets better in this show as well but his uh, his previous writing credits. On, on TNG were The Offspring. Oh, God, oh. which is, what's it? Data's Kid. Transfigurations. Nope. Which was... John Doe. Oh, God, that episode uh, sucked. 
Uh, Wait, which and was the Prince mind's figurations? eye. The, the John Doe guy who wakes up with no memory but then falls in love with Crusher. He turns into no. a yellow spandex suit at the end. He, we did not oh, like the yeah. episode. Which one's the mind's eye? That's what Jordy Oh, I like the mind's gets, eye. Uh, gets brainwashed. brainwashed. The Manchurian Jordy. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. That, oh, one yeah, that was bad. a good one. Well, yeah. even a broken clock, etc. Yeah. Twice a day. Yeah. So this also was an episode of, of you know, it was a plethora of guest people. Because mm. I, you know, because I looked up, you know, because obviously there was there was Max Grodenchik, uh future Nog. Yep, yep. another Ferengi. Just, I don't know who's worse. Well, there's only there's only so many people who are you know the right four like, foot three. Yeah, no, no he's, he is <laughs> is wrong. Three. I mean, wrong. Yes, sorry, oh, I wrote Nog say? in my notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought Nog was in this one, but he was well, yeah. The other guy sounds sounded like, like, him, like but sounded, but he was too tall. So you know who he was? He was. I mean, he's been a couple of people in Star Trek. But uh, at this point, probably most memorable to us as crewman Dax from Star Trek VI. Oh, oh, that's nice. If shoe fits. Well, I definitely don't remember who that is, but yes, he's the guy with the memorable. weird feet. When yeah, when Chekhov is like, perhaps you remember Russian folk Cinderella, and he drops the shoe, and he's got this big alien foot that could never have possibly fit in the shoe. <laughs> Um, oh shit! Framka Jansen as a mutant. Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't even think of that. As a she mutant is. with mind powers, yep. no less. Yep, yep. yep. Who she's, somehow and she's was able to seduce Professor Picard. X? Yeah, yeah. Never, never fucked the teacher. Jean, Jean Grey probably tried. You want to tell mm. me she wouldn't prefer a big, powerful mind like him over fucking Cyclops? Yeah. You know and what? The ambassador was. Hey, I'm by... still on. I'm still on Famka Johnson here. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. I wish uh, I was. Oh, I also read she wasn't fully fluent in English at the time yeah, she of this episode. That, uh, wow. Oh, accent. that's why she said contrary really weird. Both times I watched this episode, I was like, I hate how she says contrary. Yeah. I didn't even notice. She's super, super pretty. Yeah. This She's was her Dutch. second acting role because she was wow. a model. And I think is a fine actress as well. Yeah, yeah um, she acted well. They offered her the role of Jadzia Dax in DS9, and she had and to turn it down. Stole, so they just stole stole the makeup the dots, from this yeah, episode. I was thinking that. So the, um... Consolation Prize. The ambassador also was Tim O'Connor, who is a recurring character. Who was it? Brian? Brian? Something like that. But he was a recurring character in the 70s Buck Rogers series. Which was mm-hmm. awesome, and I actually told... Chris and maybe also Ames that I was I've been watching re, or I've been watching Mash in its entirety and literally within the last like three or four days there was an episode where he was there playing like a colonel or some shit mm. and I was like wow you just show up everywhere don't you yeah. so there's a so. cavalcade of guest stars in this one yeah so Ambassador Pimp oh, <laughs> seriously Ambassador he was no Harry Mudd come on I, I mean Harry Mudd Harry Mudd does tra- human trafficking like no much else. better <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine if after the drugs wear off, Famka just becomes mm. Stella? <laughs> Hardcore! So what I liked, actually, so this is definitely, like, the thing I said we should talk about later. So you know how Famka, like, lays one on Riker and then does it again because the second time is so much better. Mm-hmm. He manages not to go along with it. By backing up quickly, and then as he's leaving, he's like, Holodeck 4. Yes, and I yes. was like, ooh, he's definitely going to go yep. fuck yep. something or someone <laughs> in the holodeck. Really? I'm surprised that, that Riker needs the holodeck for that. Like, I feel like he could just... You know, he was he was like, I need minuet for this. This is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a minuet job for minuet. No, this is a job for Jordy's... Uh, I was going to say, it's, Leah no, it's actually oh, Leah Brahms. Ooh. Oh, actually, there was one thing I liked, uh, two things, I guess, that I kind of liked about this otherwise garbage fire episode. 
Fan the, the end credits. Uh, date, chaperone data was cute. Oh, it was. And but totally also, incompetent, though. Oh, completely. He was like, I'll just go over but here. Wait a minute. The closest <laughs> we have ever gotten, I think ever will get in the show, to acknowledging cetacean ops. What'd they say? When Riker's shuffling the Ferengi away at one point, he says something about showing them the dolphins. Oh, oh he did. That's right. I don't... I don't understand. Please explain. The dolphins would be in Cetacean Ops. So there's a... There's, what does that mean? On the, on, the, on the blueprints of the Enterprise, there's rooms that are labeled Cetacean Ops. Okay. So the implication being that there's some sort of dolphin tank or whale tank or on the ship. Like, and it's, it's always been sort of a throwaway thing in the blueprints, but this is the closest they've ever come in canon to, like, acknowledging... They have dolphins on the ship, apparently. Yes. Well, sometimes it could could be beluga whales. It could be. Well, no, he actually does say, "Have you seen the dolphins?" Yeah, so there could be other things. So as well, there is definitely there least. are at least dolphins. But let's talk about these fucking Ferengi for a second. So oh, why were they oh, even God. there? Well, I mean, aside from to kill there. Tim O'Connor to, to start the plot and to kill Tim O'Connor. Yeah. Yes. but like, <sighs> go on, Jake. I'm sorry, but, Max like, uh, this but like, I might interject, Jake. Like, why you will interject? Why are you not? Putting the guard in the in at the door of the Ferengi to start with. Yeah. Why no, do no, they no. have to fuck shit up before you Look, put an eye on them? Why? Why? Fucking why? Oh, oh. oh. was it the door to the room that Tim O'Connor had been like, "This cargo is soup's precious. Please mm-hmm. protect it." Yes. Why wouldn't it yes. locked? Just fucking lock it. Lock it. Fucking lock a <laughs> fucking door. Starts. Someone Trek. has to have security clearance to get in. Like I get. I get. I get. I'm gonna have the same grip next up in, in imaginary friends. Good, good. We will lose. No, no shit. But like, I'll I'm get, I get that. that well. I get that. Occasionally, there has to be a bit of a you know like logic slip for a plot. But too many plots from both TOS and TNG so far are just someone didn't lock a fucking door. Chris, Chris, everything that jump starts this plot is bullshit. Yes, true. All of it. Because, one, they happen to happen upon this fucking ship that the Ferengi are blowing up. How do they know exactly where they would be? I mean, I understand they knew where they were going. How do they know exactly where they are going to be at what point? Second, why did the stupid little fucker climb on top of a bunch of shit to set this thing Because he's too short. But he he's doesn't, four foot three. It doesn't matter. He doesn't need to be on top of this shit. He's just scared. Good point. But even then... No, yeah. this is it. There's no reason for it except that he's going to fall and his foot will slip and it'll hit this fucking toolbox or whatever it is. So yeah. that's... Fucking stupid. No locks on doors. No fucking post making sure that they're behaving themselves. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be a glass table for them to p- power slam once his name through. And not you want to tell me, aluminum. I was going to say, do you want to tell me that everything in this ship is not made of transparent aluminum? No. Every fucking time there's turbulence, which is fucking every episode, by the way, <laughs> you're telling me they still use fucking glass? No. Absolutely not. Not since, uh, what's her name? Kalar. Smushed the table oh, and Troy got to be all like, well, someone's in a bad mood. And she got to fuck be, you know. Troy, yeah, really. fuck Troy. Who the did point fuck is, off this the point off, I the have point a off, on that, The point actually. is, though, is that, well, it was clearly so that what's her name could get a chance to Empath? You know, empath suck. better than her did? <laughs> because she's like, I'm an empath. And what was going to happen was it was going to set off a fucking I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot. <laughs> I'm an empath. I'm an empath. I'm an empath. I'm an empath. And then someone in the back would be like, I'm Spartacus. And then they throw him out of fucking airlock. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Fuck that shit. Yes, the, the best tube. rant from Caitlin, I've heard. Yeah, no, I'm going because it's fucking stupid. Like everything that happens to make this fucking thing happen is dumb. 
All you had to do was have, I don't know, maybe Clara Suttler, subtle fuckface asshole, whatever her name is, go in there and be like, whoops, and flip a switch. You didn't need all this Ferengi bullshit. We didn't need this. They're clowns. Fucking Tim, they're fucking clowns. Yes, there's absolute fucking... They're in the, well, if they were going to make Stooges, they should have sent it to fucking three, okay? That's all I'm saying. Between three and five. And why were the Ferengi even allowed to go and... And uh, or like, why why would they even let the ambassador in to see the Ferengi? Like, why yeah, why, why do they even have any communication with with? They were they didn't mean to. The Ferengi no, no, just no, kind of showed up. It was no, like, no, no, he hey, showed up. He showed oh, up you at mean the afterwards? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, at the end. Was like, that in his quarters or no, their that quarters? That was their quarters. So he maybe went he to sent their for them. They sent for him. That's what I'm saying. But why would he go? Because he's dumb. Because they sent for him. Well, because they gave him money. He was all pissed off. No, no, no. They gave him money when he got there. So they, it's not they, like they, they said to, to someone, hey, can someone please hand deliver this bribe to Tim O'Connor and see what he says? Like, that's not what happened. Mm. They probably were like, you know, we really want to discuss with you something important. Like, maybe they just wanted but to know more about his that work. you could discuss with the Ferengi that is yes. remotely maybe, important. Maybe uh-huh. these aren't really, like, worldly knowledgeable people. Maybe these people don't know that these are space goombas. They know? weren't. <laughs> he did come up with the best excuse that he was looking for the barber shop, though. Which I found hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with ears like that, they probably have a pretty seriously pesky ear hair Ooh, situation. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, and, well, it it probably, and it probably yeah, takes a very, 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 very talented person to not accidentally give them the umox <laughs> while trimming the ear hair. It's important. You don't want Ferengi accidentally ejaculating in your salon, do you? And the answer is no. You Pat, were you trying to say something earlier? Because this has gotten to Ferengi ejaculation. I'd love to change the subject. <laughs> I just again I don't Always understand how they're, they're in quarters. They should be confined to quarters. They're yeah. a random Ferengi first, yeah. and then you're walking around and somebody says, "Oh, bring me to wherever on a turbo lift." Why does some security alert not say, "Oh my God, there's a Ferengi in the hallway"? There's a Ferengi. In the- Wow, so you know, I find, that, no I find all ship. of this racist. Well, like some things were frankly no, species, racist. Not racist. They species. were falling around though, because Worf did go. Oh, one of the Ferengi is in the cargo bay. Would have helped you notice earlier, Lumpy. I did kind of wonder if that was what the deal was with that, because Picard's like, hey, can you get this fucking Ferengi who's falling around the ambassador? And Worf's like, sure, boss, but then he goes to the cargo bay instead. You would think that I was expecting a, like, where is Alexander Koshinsky, whatever the fuck his last name is, type of situation, not just like a, yes, I'm going to do exactly that. Oh, wait. I expected there would have to be some kind of search via computer, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Did I mention oh. this episode is stupid and infuriating? Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. It's terrible. Okay. Speaking of confined to quarters, another thing that pissed me off is like Picard's acting <laughs> all surprised oh. that she's confined to quarters. He was there when the ambassador told her to stay in her quarters. Oh, I see. I, when I, so both times that I watched it, my assessment was go wait there for me until I come. Meaning, like, we need to talk before you start mm. whoring it around the wharfs yeah, here. Yeah, I guess so. Ha, <laughs> ah, the wharfs. Ah. Side question Do we think Worf was into it? Because, I he mean, he growled like, back. Oh, he yeah. Did, did you see that smile? He doesn't often smile. No, no. I missed the growl in the he smile. Did growl. Damn, growl. he growled. What was with those random? Is this how like, a Klingon growls? The miners? The, yeah, they, they, I thought they were miners too. They, Did they, they actually say they, they were? They said they were miners. They, uh, they certainly looked like look grubby fucking like. But they, why would they be on the ship? The excellent it was question. Because it, was not, because it was a nod to Mud's women. No, no, no. <laughs> it was because of the thing that was happening. I think they were all ambassadors. No, no that's no, what they I were, thought. They but. were specifically miners. It was mentioned that I don't remember. What the fuck were they doing there then? I have no idea. What is this? A fucking space so station? They just let anybody in to fucking come and muck up 10 forward and fuck presents for. Other Enterprise Greyhound? Like, really? You know, apparently. Ship people oh. all over the galaxy or something? Other people's presence. 
Riker's line, I don't like to open other men's gifts. You uh, sly oh, bastard. Yeah, that was terrible. I forgot about so that. So disgusting. I was like, ooh, you did manage to be Riker, even though you managed not to be Riker all the way. <laughs> but let's get, I mean, like. He didn't give her the old Riker maneuver, but he made sure to, you know, say a little wham bam thank you, ma'am, on his way out. Oh, so this also pissed me off. Uh huh. Right. Literally the whole episode. Well, yes, well, but. Yeah. Everything that happened between start of credits and end credits. Pretty much. Okay. We're but struggling. She's like, oh, yeah, oh, even the walls of Jericho fell. It's like, okay, back the fuck up. I will grant that this woman has had a lot of time to read so that she knows about Vitovian whatever architecture and maybe even a little Shakespeare. But no, the fucking Earth Christian Bible. No, yeah, Step too fucking far. That was idiotic. But in that same vein, I loved that Tim O'Connor's character was like, the right ball field? And they had to explain what it meant. I was like, all right, finally someone doesn't get all of the references to Earth. Good for you guys. Very nice. Yeah, but then she knew the story of Jericho. Yeah, which is too too much obscurity. I mean, she did mention repeatedly, there were always tutors. There were always... Yeah. There's only so much... Sex teachers. Yeah, that was creepy. I had to go to sex class. That was creepy. Do you think it was just like sex ed that was like you know use protection or you'll get nope, the, the it was gonorrhea's? A, it was a, a full on performance piece. What? Really? I don't know. How did I miss this part? Did they show it? Why no. didn't I no, get to no, see no, no, it? No. You never had sex class in school. I wish. Where? Old Monty Python. No, I don't know if I do wish. I take that back. I don't think that's right. I no, don't think I do been. wish. That said, who was teaching it? Data. It wasn't, Ooh, if it, it wasn't data, data she wasn't data learning experience. right. Mm. I didn't like her hair at the end. It made me think of the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, I can see that. But I loved Without her dress, and I loved the fabric that the gloves were made of. It mm-hmm. looked like it would feel really disgusting to touch, but it was just really shiny and I beautiful. Was, I didn't notice. I oh, was too I loved like, it. I loved everything about her hair. wedding gown. It was gorgeous. I loved it. I even loved the fucking big old veil thing. But man, what a waste on this fucking oh, douche that, that nozzle. so bad. Like... I totally understand. Ronald McDonald? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Nailed it. Yes, that's who I meant. And I love that he is so fucking not into it. Like, oh, I'm sure she'll be satisfactory. It's like, dude. No, dude. Do you understand? Literally, this is a woman who is going to become the perfect mate. Have you heard? Well, except she won't now. Well, yes, but but can can you imagine? Like, does he even have a pulse? If someone was like, Jake, tomorrow you're going to meet your bride. And she's the perfect mate. I know that you already have everything that you could want in a woman here. But imagine that someone was presenting Ames to you on a plate. And you were just like, yes, I'm frankly more interested in the trade agreements. Perhaps we'll get well, some how good how good are these trade agreements? <laughs> good enough. I, could, I cannot, like, I, I cannot come trade. back. Yeah. Good what enough that the fucking, like, that the, 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 the dowry of whatever is the perfect fucking woman. Who's going to learn exactly how you like all your bits bobbled in your... Pointy bits suckled at and things. <laughs> oh what the fuck bits of Jake are pointy? I have a lot of bits. I don't know. His, bits. his nipples. They're I don't all know. His nipples and. Fair enough. Yeah, he has. Dodecahedron balls. Is that what you call really? Wow, fancy. Well, it would take her a little while to figure out how you like that dealt with, but yeah. she'd get it's it like eventually. It's like a Rubik's cube. <laughs> oh my god, no! I'm picturing that your balls have to line up all the colors. Why did you do that, Ames? Uh, no, I mean you, you roll up and is it a critical hit or not? That's you know, uh, all right. Enough about my balls. <laughs> but enough about my balls. Never folks. enough about your balls. <laughs> Especially not when this episode is the alternative to talk about. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so are, are we are we done with speaking of sexism? Piss, let's move on. Yeah. Oh. No, I think that isn't that speaking of shit. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Here's what I'm gonna say about this episode. This episode was bad. Yeah. Uh huh. But 
I think I would have hated it more if it wasn't just on the heels of Perfect Mate. I don't know. Like, I think oh, my perception cool. of it is skewed I hated because of how regardless. much I hated Perfect Mate. Are you wrong? It was still boring. bad. I was just bored this whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was tedious. It was boring. Boring. It was pointless. Like, it what had, was the point of it? It felt it like a first draft. It had so many children. And I'll, I'll even say, I'll even say, as child actors, Clara and El- Isabella weren't bad. Yeah, Clara was once, actually quite good, I thought. Once Alexander shows up, you're like, oh, no. like, he's awful. Oh, that's right. I you forgot about him. fine. Oh, my God. My exact quote when we fucking were like, oh, here's Alexander. I was like, great. You're getting the most annoying girl on board to hang out with the most annoying boy on board. It's a fucking match made in absolute. Hell, Troy. And you know, she's, you know why she did it? To keep her business up. Because she knows that Alexander (laughs) is going to be a problem now that he has a new friend. And this fucking crazy bitch Clara also going to be. So she really, what she was doing there was just whatever, hedging her bets. As as terrible as this episode was, I counted a small mercy that Keiko was only mentioned. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. They mentioned Keiko. I was like, oh, this is about to get even worse. Also, here's what I'll give Alexander. He don't know much. But he knows how to make a bitchin' cup. Really? That cup looked like it would never hold up in the kiln. Oh, he spent weeks on that? It wouldn't. Weeks, really? It wouldn't. Yeah, I know, weeks. I mean, thing, like thing, it's a te- it wouldn't stand up, but it's very wharf. It's big, it's pointy, it's probably it's not that functional. Made. And it'll definitely hold Wait, the, the blood of your enemy as well. It was, yeah. It's utilitarian, that's all. But also pointy. And it was really big, like the base was really wide, which I thought, yes, that makes sense for a warrior, that it would have like a really, really thick, like possibly made of the femurs of your yeah, like foes type of feel He gets it. his father's aesthetic, I'll give him that. That's respectable. That's respectable. In many senses, including his really bad haircut. Yeah. Well, God. Really, he's just going to get alcohol problems so he to, if he has to drink from that cup. <laughs> but if you're drinking the blood of your enemies, that's not alcohol, so you're, you're fine. The resolution of this episode was dumb. It's like, yeah, we're not it, evil, you're just seeing us from the view of a child. We just don't, we just mistreat our kids, it's fine. Don't worry, they'll they'll grow up to be poorly adjusted adults just like us, and the cycle will continue forever. Uh, oh, Ames, you said you had a rant or something about this one? Oh yeah, I mean, give really, us the rant, Ames. I mean, really, it's more, more of the, the security problem, to which I think, like... People should need, like, I don't know if their, their com badges should actually work as, like, key cards that allow them into mm, engineering or 10-4. Or they could probably just, or the their... sensors can tell who's approaching. Yeah. Maybe, oh, there's yeah, Worf. I'll let him in. Exactly. Yeah, how, down yeah, where you yeah, are it's, all the again, time. Even if the com badge is enough, where nowadays we have RFID chips on everything. Mm-hmm. You could walk right through, nowadays. Let's look at like 24th century, where sensors, where is, you know, do a scan, where is whoever. Oh, they're here. So... Does the computer have not enough computing power? I mean, that's been a theme in more than one episode where it's going to take forever to process, you know, so... Well, I also just think, though, that the general approach to physical security and computer security and Star Trek is leave everything open, no locks, no passwords, everything's just available, and it's the honor system. (sighs) Yeah, which is great. It's like communist. In theory, it sounds awesome, but in practice, it's some bullshit. At least I think communism sounds good in practice. In theory. On paper. On paper. On paper. It reminds me of in fucking Jurassic Park when the Aussie guy's like, how many times do I have to tell them to put locks on those doors? How many times do I have to tell them, stop breeding dinosaurs? (laughs) It always ends badly. Okay, this white cat is... I've had enough of this white cat. Oh, no, I want that white cat. Okay, he's so bad. He's really bad at laps, so good luck. Hi, white cat. Hi, baby boy. Who's a handsome guy? I mean, in general, just don't let the Ferengi on your ship. Don't let the Ferengi on your ship. Stop having children on the ship. They're dead. Yeah, or just I mean, stop having children. No, no families on the ships. That was the worst idea Starfleet ever had. 
a, a ship like the Enterprise, you have to think, it's a long-term research ship. <laughs> oh, no! Pour on the face! Um, Jesus Christ. Do you, do you really want to That's separate really your That's really funny, because he almost just took my eye. <laughs> oh, he was um, just batting at your weird hair. That's all. He does love hair. He's, he's a little hair you really want to... You separate the children from their families for so very long. Because also, as long as if, I, if I may, if you're making the decision to be in Starfleet and you know you're going to be on some long-term missions, maybe you got to make a sacrifice. Maybe you don't have kids. Maybe... Especially in this future where people live to, like, at least 120 and are probably viable way longer. Like, just fucking have a kid at 50. But... It, Viability again becomes a biology thing of the human race, and I can you know, actually go that way. Where, but I mean, how large is the enterprise? Pretty damn big, thousand people. Yeah, a thousand, a thousand people, people, but how long? You know, you yeah, think of it's how like a kilometer long or something. It's, it's absurd. absurd. It's, it's absurd. You think there there is enough room, but again, it becomes a security thing. Of, and yet somehow well, these fucking kids wind up on the bridge. They just all the randomly wander all the time. Or in the and captain's quarters, again, leaving their finger traps around. Yeah, especially in the bridge, <laughs> captain's quarters. These things that are like. This should be a high security anyway. Yep. The bridge is like yep. scan in something. Yeah, or engineering. They walk into engineering. Oh, I'm here because my daddy's here. No, Wait, you're sorry, here because you're you're in the wrong fucking place, kid. Yeah, sorry, I just walked into the you know into the warp containment unit, really, or whatever it is. It's like how do you? I wish she'd walk walk to the containment unit, well, yeah. vaporize, well, and that yes, was the end of the episode. Let me give well. you a tour of the Finny Tube. Let <laughs> <laughs> me well, give you a tour of the fucking. Tore the fucking coolant containers. Why did we keep going into the scary cloud after it started fucking with the ship? Because Jordy wanted to for some reason. Also, why is the chief engineer in charge of scientifically analyzing this cloud? Don't they have, you know, scientists? Throwing that out there. But but again, also, like, then, you know, I mean, Data does a lot of, you know, yeah, science, science, engineering. They, they're pretty closely related. It's reasonable. It's almost like maybe instead of having a ship's council, they should have had a chief science officer. Whoa. <laughs> Do you know what I don't understand about this episode? Anything. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. But, um, holy shit, my thought just really left my head. Never mind. Let me try to find it again. Awesome. Right. While you do that, I have an anecdote. Okay, okay. anecdote. Uh, the, we, we open with Clara in therapy with Troy, explaining how she likes her eggs. Yeah. And she likes her eggs with grape juice. Yeah, she likes purple omelets. Yeah. Purple omelets. But Isabella doesn't. Uh, it, it, yeah, well, Isabella has taste. But my my grandmother was possibly a little senile at the time. But we went to a to a place where she ordered she ordered an omelet and she ordered a blueberry omelet and the waiter had to ask her like three times blue you want blueberries on the side of your omelet she says no no i want the blueberries in the omelet like several times confirming like how how does this work with with i could see that being good if you put it with like grape with goat cheese or something no it was just american cheese no that's just and know. she gets the omelet and she eats it as if it's the most delicious thing. My mother and I are sitting agog watching this happen. And the waiter comes over and she offers him a bite. Did he do it? No. Oh. Good God, no. Because who would want to eat that? It sounds horrible. I would try it just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit, weird. something about that story made me remember what I wanted to ask. Grape omelet? I don't understand why she didn't tell anybody when... Clara. Why Clara didn't tell anybody when the way she saw Isabel changed. Because who would have believed her? I mean, nobody, but... Although I guess you could have said Mr. Worf saw her that time. Well, yeah, that's it too, like... That is, or that any is that. any cameras anywhere on the ship would have picked her up. <laughs> they don't have cameras, Abe. That's assuming they have security. But they have, oh, they have yeah. sensors, but because... 
she can probably cloak, cloak herself. That's the thing. She's not a. She's not an actual human. It's an energy being, so it wouldn't show up as an extra human on the crew or anything. Well, of those no, people. but they had chronic crouton no, that's finders in the next week. Like, I know, but but it's not the point something is they can sense everything for. else. You're telling me they can't. <laughs> but it's not something they're regularly scanning for. It's just because why why waste the computing power if we don't have to? Kind of theory. Which is again, how does their their, their computers not have enough computing power to do all these things? Yeah. Like, just... Oh, it's going to take you know three weeks to do this sensor sweep. No, 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 no. Or whatever. That's just what Scotty would say. He would say that so he sounded amazing when it actually took two minutes. But Jordy is said similar. <laughs> it's going to take three hours to analyze this. Well, clearly he learned from the best. Well. Yeah, we'll learn. Yeah. Um, oh yes, yeah. uh, my initial assessment of Isabella actually was not that she had resting bitch face. According to my notes, it she has resting serial killer face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems yeah, correct. Pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> like seriously, I, I'm almost I mean, afraid to look up the actress to see if what happened. If like one day she really did just what is her someone. what does her face look like now? <laughs> but that's what I thought he meant too. <laughs> She's got blonde hair. And blue eyes that look like they want to kill you immediately. And pierced ears, but when we actually see her, she doesn't have pierced ears. Oh, I didn't notice Yeah, that. Jake noticed. That was the first thing Jake noticed. That was a good grab, because she specifically mentions the pierced ears. Why did Clara not notice this this strange change in her friend? Because Clara's a bad friend. Well, I mean, obviously. That's why she has no friends. Just kidding. Uh, let's see. Who was in this oh, I wrote down, I wrote down, oh, another light being. Well, Troy's ab- obviously going to get pregnant again. <laughs> Oh, I wonder God. if they're the same beings. Then there would have been another fucking child they seem, floating they around. They seem so similar. I mean, between the child, where we had this being come into come into existence on the ship to like choke check things out and be a light being, and uh, something like I was thinking about like Nagilum, who was who did, like, checked things the out big by face. Yeah, the space space face space face. And also, I was thinking a lot of the bonding with I think Jeremy Astor and how a, a being pretended to be his mom so that he'd have someone to talk to. And it's the same fucking thing. It's just a, it's just a mashup of various ideas we've seen before of, oh, a strange alien who doesn't know about us wants to learn more about us by pretending to be us on the ship. But that's yeah. that's been a theme through however many episodes through, and it perpetuates itself. And I, I think that's because the writers are just like... Uh, this sort of worked before. Let's tweak it and try again because we don't know what to write about. They throw like those sex dice, but instead of being sex dice, they have like plot points. Yeah. Oh, dilithium crystals. Yeah, so actually, I just looked her up. She was semi recurring character on Third Rock from the Sun. She was Tommy's girlfriend. Oh hmm. wow! Yeah. So she's pretty. Not so much more. Not so much serial killer anymore. Yeah, no, no. She lost the dead look in her eyes. Now she just looks like well, she I can't close her mouth they, properly. I have a feeling like they told her the white to. White canary. I have a feeling they told her to, to act in that way. To, no, I know, but it's to, so rare that children can actually to take kill direction. a few people so that she'd be able to make that face when it came time for filming. Well, I mean, it is rare that children take direction. So I imagine the ones that can take direction mm. get the parts. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't TOS anymore. Yeah. You understand. No, I thought she was good. And I liked at the end when she actually gave like a legit smile. That was kind of nice. Mm. That was basically it for me. Those were all the good parts of that episode. <laughs> and even then, good is kind of a stretch. Like, Troy got a chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't enjoy it. Oh, wait, yeah. Her hot chocolate got spilled. She got like a sip and it got knocked over. And then she she went and get got an ice cream and she didn't even eat any of it because she was too forlorn. Yeah, Guinan was like, what's wrong with your... 
with your chocolate. With your face. I can only assume there's oh. something wrong with you if you don't like the cake. Yeah, it's like, that's, I mean, that's more I mean, of Guinan being a better therapist than Troy. Well, I, I, that's which exactly an, what I which said. Which is a theme of so, all the things. It's so true. You know, Guinan is way better, but she is a bartender after all. I loved uh, I loved the talk about her her Tarkasian razor beast imaginary friend, which mm. was really cool. Yeah, mm. she she truly is. She fell a... asleep on it like Totoro. Yeah, mm. I was thinking Totoro as well. Of course you were. Like evil looking Totoro. Yeah. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say, Guinan is just because like Troy is always sugarcoating things. Like oh no no no, Guinan is like no, this is what it is. Well, but, she, she, but in doing that, she's such a better therapist and. Well, Troy doesn't just sugarcoat. She's also just horrendous at her job. Yeah, she's just well, bad. Yeah, she's... It's like, hmm, yes, let's let this boy continue to think he's an android. <laughs> that won't end poorly. I mean, it eventually so, worked. Not because it should have, though. No. Not because it should have. <laughs> despite that. It yeah, worked. really. Like, despite Troy's therapy and the biggest scare quotes in history. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Worf? Why don't you and your little kid go uh, Make a write contract. a contract? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really. Go, ahead, go do that. And when you're done with that a month so from now, if you had... both survived, you can come back here and we'll talk it over some more. They could have had Marina as a, as a regular character, as the ship's science officer, mm-hmm. co- as a competent person. She yep. could still be an empath for all and they she care. could still be an yeah. empath. And she could still be, you know, because that would kind of do like the Spock thing, you know, because he has well, psychic powers. But in a way, sort of opposite though. Spock suppresses all his emotions. She yeah, gathers everyone. But they both have like maybe in that role, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they've been an interesting counterpoint. And maybe yeah. in that role, she'll actually be able to sense feelings once in a while. And then, like for all the times that her, you know, her therapizing is a plot point. They could just have a recurring character as the ship's counselor, perhaps played by Whoopi, mm-hmm. you know? Or and just do what they did in the original and just Bev is also chief. No. no See, I have to not. object no. to that yeah, now because no. I fucking hate her so no, much. No, I mean, oh, Bev? Yeah, no, well, I hate her. hate Bev? I, yeah, I officially hate her. We'll get to it. No, I, I think it would be next definitely week, a recurring sure. we'll talk Oh, about yeah, to, next week, Bev. Uh, to mash, like we were discussing before we started recording, Sydney Sydney Friedman. I was thinking the, of Sydney. The psychiatrist Friedman. who pops in once in a while. Oh, hey, here, but not in every episode. Could have been Alan Alda. He'd, he'd, he'd have been great. I like Alan yeah, but then he would have wanted to like direct everything. It would have been really preachy. Let's leave. Alan it's already Alda. pretty preachy in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, but Fairly yeah, but have you seen Mesh? Okay, okay, Jamie Farr then. Oh my oh, god, no. I love Klinger. No, I He's think... actually kind of cute. Sure. Some of us had haven't been binging Mash so much. Uh, no, I think I think guy, uh, like a Guinan yeah. role like that would be great. I know she was also written into the script just days before filming because she just happened to be free and they're like, "Oh, Whoopi's free! Great. We got an episode coming up. Let's, right. let's and, write her you in." Know, whatever episode we put her in, she'll turn out to be the best part of the episode. Yeah, so, I love especially the these the really show. shitty was episodes. Ep- was this the episode where she was looking at clouds with data, or was that another episode? That was this one. That was this one. That was yeah. cute. It was. It was. Although I didn't get data being like, it's obviously a bunny rabbit. Yeah, was that him trying to make a joke? I think so. Good for him. He wasn't even looking his arms like this. That's how you didn't know it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And that one's clearly a bunny rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Joe Piscopo when you need him? Uh, Fucking far away, which is where I need him to be. So many restraining orders. (laughs) (sighs) I'm not sure we have anything left to say about imaginary friends. It was just 
I don't think we've had anything to say for about ten minutes now. It, I don't it, think we had anything to say about the previous episode either. Yeah, the problem so the previous episode was terrible, and this one felt like a first draft. Yeah, was it, was, it was terrible in a way that was interesting, which this one was not. This one was just boring. Which, wait, oh, no, which, see, one, which one was interesting and which one was boring? I think Imaginary Friend is boring. Yeah. I thought the other one was like at least bad enough to make it good for conversation. Yeah, it was, it was good for conversation, but it was a terrible, terrible, terrible Oh, yeah, terrible, I'm not suggesting it was episode. a good episode. No, I'm just well, saying they made, that, mistakes were made. By many yeah. people. Yeah, like I. And it's I mean, a shame because I did think Famke. Mm, Jan- Fam- uh, I can't Franca. say her goddamn. No, no, name. there's no R. Is there There's no R. Famke, yeah, yeah, right. Famke or Famke or something. Mm. Yeah, probably Famke. Yeah. Like, give 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 the woman a better character because she she can fucking do it. Give yeah. any of the women in this show a better well, character. Yeah, Jesus, the give them Christ. all. Let them all share Whoopi. How about that? Oh my. I wouldn't mind sharing Whoopi. with with the Tarkasian razor beast. Ooh. Ooh, well, yikes! That's, that's why weird. that's why Guinan keeps it around. Yowza! Well, this is right. gone places. Well, I mean, if you can get consent. But yeah, it, it was it was a bad week. Two very bad episodes for different reasons. You know, I mean, I, of the two, like I think the best I can say about Imaginary Friend is that it was ultimately just kind of forgettable. Like, not even so yeah. bad it would wind up on a list of bad episodes. We'll see. We'll I don't know. See. I kind of feel like it was bad enough to be on a list of bad episodes. See, like, so compared to Perfect Mate for me, that was just... I clearly see, don't quite is, hate The Perfect Mate I as think, much as you do. I, I think despise the, it. I think the ending of The Perfect Mate is more interesting because the whole, like, you know, I have to go live with this man who will never love me and I'm in love with Picard because I've imprinted on him. This is how life is. Is a... a Unending, which is kind of interesting. Well, like I said, in though, fucking imaginary friend, it's, it just stops. It just it you decide. Oh, you have you had the unique perspective of seeing things through a child's eyes, which is the stupidest perspective. Yeah, the worst. So, so now that you know that, we're forgiven, and that's it. And yeah. then you leave. I mean, at least perfect, you forgive us immediately and leave. Oh, that's and, fine. And that's perfect mate sort of leaves an opening theory later in seasons of. Oh, Picard's back in this, you know, neck of the galaxy. Let's, you know, whatever, something. Oh, to, to bone theory. down with check the... In the know, check in on the Oh, you know, how are you? Oh, well, I mean, it never would, but in theory, at least it leaves it open-ended versus it just... It leaves it open for nothing. those of us who would like to write that fanfic. I mean, again, my problem with it is that the episode wants us to be sad for Picard, and he's not the one we should be sad for. Yeah. I'm sad for Crusher. Because yeah. their tea was really awkward that, that in the in his corners. Oh yeah, the, the, the like with Riker and Troy, the writers cannot decide what their status is. It fucking drives me crazy. I did. The, there was a line where, where I think Picard says, "I like to take the uniform off for a minute," and Crusher's eye, eyebrows go up like, "Oh." That's oh, what that's... my note meant. I had a note which About I didn't what? get anymore. What was the note? It was, damn it, John Luke, I thought you meant literally. And that's what that was in reference to. Thank you. Well, on that note, I think we've said all there is to say yeah, and more sucked. about this shit show. So I'm going to call it, call it. Yeah. Call it a shit show? And the winner is nobody. Yeah, yeah none, none of us. We all know none of us, yeah. Everybody go go watch a lot of Troyes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Not, not it was great. a better representation for women. Uh, She was a massive bitch, but... That's perfect. So am I. But see, she demanded her way in the 60s, which was very forward-thinking for the 60s. She ate with her hands, she drank from the bottle, she bitch-slapped Kirk around. Oh my god, Worf would have had a huge double for her. (laughs) A double! A double! Oh no! Sorry, go on, Jake. Double, double. Uh, Animal style. Um... Anyway, well, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but Klingons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> nothing rhymes with Klingons. Uh, uh, I guess you'd slant rhyme with big dongs. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. So, that's it for this week, folks. And next week, on our show, we will be talking about two different episodes of Not Star Trek. Not the same Trek. ones we just did. Thank yes. God. That's That'll good. Can you imagine podcast. if we had we just... to do more about these episodes <laughs> that we already cool. haven't fucking talked about at all? Um, <laughs> so, next week, we'll be talking about two new episodes. I, Brog, and the next phase. I, Borg, next phase. I, Borg, next phase. Those are coming up. What are they again? Iborg and the next phase. All right. So those will be coming up next time on our show. Until then, you can find out more about this podcast by looking us up on the internet. On Facebook.com. If you're a member, search for Starship Starsteer. Start to steer I'm by. sure any amalgamation of those words will eventually get God, to us. Jesus. Um, uh, who knows? You'll find us on the line. Yeah, you have to sort through a bunch um, of ice cream places. Get, get us on the line <laughs> at Facebook. Also on Twitter and Trumber 2. SSHB Podcast is the name. We also have a webpage at startasteerherby.com Oh, you got it. that one right. That's oh. not it. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Oh, you're right. It's SSHBpodcast.com SSHBpodcast.com That's what I said. That is what you said. I heard you say it. So find us on there and you can download the podcast as always on Tunes. iTunes. Google Tunes. Tunes, I comma tunes, Google Borgs, um, and uh, find Borg us tunes. find us on Google and other podcast places, and <laughs> our home on the web at SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud. Uh, search our name, and you will find us. Home on the web. There you go. So that's about <laughs> it, folks. I think we covered it all. And uh, until next time, my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Aang. This has been Caitlin. And I'm Pat. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Speaking um, of balls, you know they make uh, underwear now that have like a little pouch and keep your cock separate from your uh, balls. balls. Really? Yeah. I don't, I, that's not a problem. I have me. seen them, yeah. and it's weird. It sounds. Uh, I mean, frankly, I think it sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't. Be, I don't probably. think. Now here, oh, okay. It's like toe socks. Here's a for your debate schlong. that I've had with <laughs> people. Toe socks for your okay. schlong. Okay. Do you use the the hole in the underwear, or do you go over the top? And oh if, no! If no I'm, fly zone. I mean, if I'm, Larry, if I'm Larry, well, that, that came up with the, as well with the because I had this conversation uniform. with people, and and I always use the hole. I always use the hole. It never even occurred to me to go over the yeah, top. Yeah, let, me, let me offer you the opinion that maybe there is a privilege of size where the hole is good and the hole is not good. No, I'm just saying I'm too small to go no, over I'm the top. Saying you're, no, I'm saying you're big enough to make the hole work. Oh, I thank you. But thanks for... Oh, no, big enough to make the hole <laughs> no, work. No, certainly. James, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If I'm, I've heard worse. If I'm not pulling my pants down, yeah, no, I'm using the slot. yeah. yeah. What, is, what the fuck else do they think it's there for? Wait, wait, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that you don't pull your pants down to pee either, so you just unzip no. the fly and pull yeah, the whole fly through the fly and the whole yes. yes, that's how it works. Do you know how fucked we're getting on this deal? Yes. The pants have to come down no matter fucking what. Oh, I, don't have to, I don't have to undo my belt if I'm not shitting. This I, is. 
Fuck, I fucking quit this podcast. Something has to be done about this. Just bring a shield I'm everywhere. right now. It's so easy. That's not smelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I can, I can feel it. But, we, but yeah. we just had the discussion of, you know, the uniforms. Yeah. You never see a fly. What, I mean, what's going on? I there? think they're all. They're they're, they're pulling they're, down. They're, 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 they're I think they have to pull down. No, they yeah. have a te- they have a tele a transporter in their in their. <laughs> That's home. what I'm wondering. Awesome. No, no, it's not. So well, I always except thought, for Riker, who definitely put a fly in so we could get. So his I thought in. for the longest time it was a jumpsuit. It's only yeah. a jumpsuit the first two seasons. Yeah, uh, it does transition to an actual sweater. It's like it's like a coat, but it still looks like everybody else is wearing the full uniform. Like Riker definitely is wearing. No, no, it's still still two pieces. How did they manage to make? I was gonna say, how did they manage to make it look so seamless? No, if you look closely. You'll see there's like an elastic around the waist. Really? It's not even that. Actually, so I've seen photos. Um, what it actually is, they're basically marching band pants. Ooh. They're very high-waisted, and they've got suspenders built in. Oh. Like, I've seen a behind-the-scenes photo. It's of it's Frakes and Spiner, like, just chilling backstage one With day. With no shirts up. Yeah, so they've, just got, they've got their undershirts, but their jackets are off. So you, yeah, they've got the like really high waisted trousers. Mm-hmm. They've got suspenders. They just got t shirts on. Well, nothing turns me on like a man in a wife beater and some high waisted so, suspenders. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're supposed to be in universe, yeah, a... but in the real world, yeah, pissing in those is a pain in the ass. Well, you've gotta, the, because again, you have to take the jacket off, then you have to remove the trousers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because even with the jacket, if the jacket goes low enough, if it's yeah, block, yeah, I mean. That's why those Does the scans the scans were the case, best. You just pulled them up. Bring back the scans. No, think, most of the men they put I'm them. I'm gonna guess that in the future, everyone's <laughs> a setter. Everyone sits. Mm. I'm thinking, but you've still got to you still got to take those pants you, off. The thing is, you yeah. still have suspenders. So then you have to undo the suspenders to take the pants off. Well, in that case, suspenders maybe are just more pain. I'll tell you the dark side of the standing up. Uh, you get piss on your pants. You get piss basically everywhere. all the time. Well, like ev- literally everywhere. I mean, I just spin in a circle when it's I'm using like, this one. It's just, I mean, just like a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking oh, no. Pollock painting in there, you know? <laughs> it's a Pollock painting! It's just, you know. Oh. So, I actually, no, my, my, my place of work. Oh, you're my like, God. it's more of a Rothko. There are, some, there are some. I don't know what is wrong with some of the men that I work with, but there is urine. Everywhere. Oh, it gets, Jesus. You go to the bathroom and there are frequently, like, I can understand a few dots of urine. There's a, there are oftentimes fully wet puddles <laughs> at the base of all the urine. That's because Chris is showing up, helicoptering his dick around. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not helicoptering my dick. I'm there, spinning in place. This, oh. Well, I was you would save energy so, if you just so helicoptered your dick, this, We're recording this on the week uh, between Christmas and New Year. So there's not a lot going on in the office. And there's probably about 20 people <laughs> So people have been going total. around pissing but all yet, over the yet seats. Yet somehow there's still piss all over the bathroom. So somebody <laughs> who is very dedicated to their job is not very dedicated to clean urination. Is is their job to piss on the base of the toilets? Because if so, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. But at least if everyone becomes a sinner in the 24th century. It's Again, harder though, to blame. That's, that's but, also a size privilege, but I think. It, but I, it, I think if you... I think that there is a a uh, must be at least this tall to ride type of rule to sitting to piss. I just don't... No, 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 no. I don't no. think that's in everyone's sport. But here's the thing. There's also a problem. Depending on toilet... You can have contact, and no one wants that. Yeah. No one wants contact with the toilet. Jake, bowl. I'm learning so much more about how big your dick is. <laughs> right saying, well, he I also am, might just have really saggy balls. I am super balls. uncomfortable. I mean, some... Oh no, is that what it is? You got long balls? Is that the problem? <laughs> 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 and then a sprint. <laughs> 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 just 
sticking a bob in the, yeah. the slop sink. Yeah. <laughs> but the real problem becomes all the other species. Yeah. What if we're, I mean, dwarf? I mean, are, or two? The Ferengi? Yeah, that's what we're saying. I mean, does that mean he has four long balls? How many different, mm. you know, how can you make a universal toilet? You don't. You don't. The thing is, how do you? How does this work out? Again, those Ferengi or other species, they could be all different. Now, what about that 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 species that keeps their genitals in their knee? Is that also where they keep their pee hole? We don't know. I mean, you, you're like you know, stand up to the urinal and like kick, kick your knee up in the air and go. What's, what's Listen, going on there? Yeah. It's you know, universal design is you know the, the answer to all. This. That's why they don't show the toilets at all in Star Trek because they don't. The, our <laughs> modern designers can't imagine it, so they're just gonna leave it up to the viewers. Really? It's like a Cthulhu I thing. I think in this way, actually, this. I almost... think you just piss and shit in the shower. That's what it that's is. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, it just, uh, and it just gets removed by yeah, the robot. Oh, shot, that's right? disgusting. I or, would... or again, is it the... You just waffle stomp. Walking in the bathroom with a little mini transporter that just transports everything right down to the bottom. What? Yeah, think about the well, I was going to say, that's that's what I was just going to say, though. All these questions about different genitalia and how do the toilets work, that is like the biggest, the, the largest piece of evidence we've found so far for the fact that they probably just you also have... transport all that. But, like, that's too bad because then you lose that... That pure, simple human joy of having a piss or a poop after you've really had to for a while. Mm. But then also you have to remember with the replicators, you're not generating more mass. So all of that is going right back into the system. Oh, yeah. We've, we've definitely already I, talked I know, about I know it's been all the shit that gets eaten on the, the show, probably. So are, are we are we done with sexism? Speaking of sexism, piss, let's move on episode, to the imaginary yeah. 